Hey y'all, I'm Sheridan Elliott, and welcome to Under the Influence. Hey guys, welcome back. And I just want to start off by saying Happy Thanksgiving. I know that it's just a little over a week away, but by the time that we speak next time, Thanksgiving will be over. So I want to just take this time and tell you thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for supporting me on this journey. Season one of the podcast has been incredible. It has been mind-blowing to see the reviews, the listeners, the stats. But guys, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with being obedient to what God has called me to do. And when you operate in God's blessings, oh, blessings overflow. But I could not start today's episode without just telling you thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and supporting me on this journey that God has called me to. And so with that being said, let's drop into today's episode. Today's episode is called Religious. And I don't know if you've ever ever heard the phrase, but I have definitely heard it. When someone says, oh, well, she's very religious or, oh, they're just a religious kind of person. And I just want to kind of dive in and go, what does that even mean? What does that mean? And what does that look like to the person saying that? Nine times out of 10, it's someone who doesn't have a true relationship with Jesus. And instead of saying, oh, they look Christ-like or they love Jesus, They call them religious. And look, I am not here to point fingers. I am not here to go one way is right, one way is wrong. But I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be so stuck on the law instead of the love. I do not want to have my whole intention of this life here on earth be all about follow the rules. Do this. Be a slave to the law. Be religious. No, I want a relationship. I want a relationship that is so deeply rooted in Jesus that I can have fun, that I can have joy, that I can have peace. Because even when Jesus was walking around, the Pharisees were like, dude, what is this guy doing? Like he's laughing, he's having fun, and they hated it. But yet they knew the law. They knew the Bible so well, but they were, quote, religious. And I don't think that Jesus came to the cross and died for a religion. No, he came and he died for you. He died so you could have an intimate relationship with him, not a religion based on him. Today, we have so many religions and so many laws and so many rules and so many I'm this and I'm that. And look, guys, that is fine. But I encourage you, take a step further and truly have a relationship with your father. See, a lot of us have heard the parable of when Jesus was talking about the prodigal son. But see, there's three men in this story. There's the loving father, there's the prodigal son, and then there's the religious son. Three of them all can speak to everyone and anyone, and Jesus knew that when telling the story. If you don't know the story, let's go read about it and let's chat about it. So in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells the well-known parable of the prodigal son. 
the son asks his father for his inheritance, which one was a total slap in the face back then because basically he was saying, I want your stuff, but I don't want you. And then he squanders it recklessly as he lives a life of indulgence. When he spends it all, he's left with nothing of his fortune. The son is forced to go work as a hired hand for a pig farmer. He is so destitute that he longs to eat the food of the pigs. He is so hungry. He's like, I'd eat that. Realizing that his father's servants have it better and they have better working conditions, he resolves and thinks, it could be better to just return back to my father, beg for forgiveness, and ask to be his servant. Not even his son, just be his servant. So as he arrives at his father's house, he is welcomed with loving arms. His father is so overwhelmed with joy at his son's return that he holds a feast in his honor. Let's go read really quick. Luke 15, 20 through 24. It says, so he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and he was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. And his son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, quickly, quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fatted calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with the feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost, but now he is found. And then the celebration began. But then we also have the religious son, which was the prodigal son's older brother. He remained serving in his father's house the entire time. And he didn't share in his dad's joy, right? No, instead, he was jealous. He was mad. He was upset. And in a world, Sanders, rightfully so. His brother had gone off, squandered all of his money, and then he's going to come back and, yo, you're going to throw him a party? His father was honoring him. And he was like, no, you are going to have him the, the slaughtered fatted calf and I can't even get a goat. He was resentful. He was not happy for him. And as we can all see, this can represent us in our walk with Christ. See, some of us have maybe never gone off the beaten path. We've lived a life of quote, perfection. We have never gone off stray. We have stayed at our father's side and we have served him and we have been right here all along. And then some people in this life, they go off, they live in indulgence and they squander it all. And then they realize, oh, I do need my father. And instead of celebrating and being joyful, the religious son says, uh-uh, no. I deserve this. I have been doing this. I have been here for you. And you can't even do this for me. But then what does the father tell him? So in Luke 15, in verse 31, it says, The father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But it is fitting to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead 
He was lost, but now he is found. See, everything that is your father's is yours. But it is so important for us to not think so highly and religious of ourselves that we can't celebrate when the prodigal comes back to Jesus, when the prodigal is welcomed into the family. Because this prodigal son story is powerful and it teaches us so many important lessons about life. You can learn repentance, that no one is ever too far gone, that there is nothing that Jesus can't forgive because he is a God of forgiveness. He is a God of redemption. He is the God that can change Saul to Paul. He is the God that is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And no one is ever too far gone because he loves you. But I think so many people are, quote, religious that some people don't feel like they can even have redemption because the church is full of people and people hurt you. But Jesus loves you. Jesus will never hurt you. Jesus is the one thing that is so trustworthy. Man, I get emotional just thinking about it because he is the one thing that will never fail you. He is always trustworthy. He is reliable. He is there when you need him. And the story of the prodigal son is a picture of God's love for us as his children. God's love for us does not depend on our faithfulness. It's unconditional. And he loved us while we were yet still sinners. Yeah, we're a little demanding and we can be unfaithful, but God is faithful and he is a loving father. And when we come to repent of our sins, he will forgive you and he opens his open arms and welcomes you back. See, Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. He's there. He's saying, let's come have a party. Get the best robe in the house. Give him my ring. See, the ring signified authority. He loves you. You are never too far gone. And we don't need to be so religious and so caught up on the law and the religious aspects of, quote, Christianity that we lose sight of just loving, that we lose sight of what Jesus came to do and what he did and what he's continuing to do every single day in our lives. But see, just like that older brother, he was clearly responsible. He was clearly obedient. But scholars tell us that this brother represents the Pharisees. They represent religion. And look, I am a Pharisee. I want to be recognized for all the good that I'm doing. And sometimes I have a hard time recognizing my own prodigal ways. Like I can overlook them because God, I'm doing so much good. But I am a recovered Pharisee. And I, like the other brother brooding in the field, thought that my way 
And the only way to God's heart was in being perfect. I struggled with that for 30 years of my life. I thought if I do all things right, if I'm just the good Christian girl, like I have to live a certain way. I have to live by the law. I have to do this. I can't do that. And I finally had a true revelation with Jesus that I was his daughter. I was his child. And as a parent myself, I want to love my children. I want to discipline my children. I want to have them grow and flourish in this thing called life. I don't want them to be so rigid and so lawful that they're intimidated or they're like, "Mm -mm, that's just too much for me. No, I want them to see so much love in our home that it oozes out of them. And it's no different with my father in heaven. Instead of so, instead of being so religious, I had to change it to love. I had to change it as he is my father and I have this relationship with him. It made me crazy to think that some people weren't trying as hard as me and yet they were receiving the same reward. <laughs> yet in this parable, the father meets him where he is and he pleads with him. Come inside. Rejoice with your brother being lost. He is now found. And this is just like when any sinner has been forgiven, mercy is shown. But then look, the father reminds him and reassures the brother and all of us that he is still rightfully his. And his desire to show mercy and love to the offender does not take away from their relationship or their inheritance. In fact, Instead of being jealous, we should be begging he bestow the same love and mercy on each of us. See, we have that right. We are the direct bloodline of Jesus. We get that authority and that right because of what he did on the cross for us. And it doesn't mean that a person who lives a life of sin, just like, Oh, gets all these things away. And what about me? What about me? No, that makes me religious. And I don't want to be religious. I want to be like Jesus. I want to show so much love and compassion. Because it's not about me. And I know so many people have been hurt by the church. Because you're broken. And you don't know where to turn. But I'm telling you. Jesus loves you. And he's ready to throw you a party. He's ready to get the best robe in the house. And he's ready to love on you. But I'm also here to tell you that the church might hurt you. Because the church is full of people. And people aren't perfect. Jesus will love you. Jesus was perfect. Is perfect. And he is the ultimate source of love and joy. And nothing, nothing can ever fill that like Jesus can. See, religion focuses on the sin and the sinner. But relationship focuses on the love and the love of the Father. It's time that we step into that relationship. It's time that we get 
over all the rules and the laws and the legalism of what we have turned Christianity into. Jesus did not die for a religion. And when we get to heaven, I don't think there's going to be a section for Methodists. I don't think there's going to be a section for Baptists. I don't think there's going to be a section for Pentecostals. No, we're going to all be up there worshiping our Savior, our Father, together in unity for eternity. But I want heaven on earth. And instead of pushing people away because they may not look like us, sound like us, or live like us, doesn't make us any better than those Pharisees back in Luke. It reminds me of that VBS song. I don't want to be a Pharisee. But guys, I don't. I want to be like Jesus. So today, are you the prodigal son? Or you were the older brother who's the religious son? Either way, this story is about God's love. This story is about redemption. This story is about forgiveness. And no matter where you stand, your Father in heaven is standing there with open arms saying, Welcome home. I love you guys. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please share this with your friends, your family, and any form of social media. And do not forget to subscribe. I'm so pumped about this, guys. Let's do this together.